0: Fishers of Men, this is Scott Kesterson, and tonight is February 18th in the year 2022. Who is among who? Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys his voice of his servant, that walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Isaiah five fifty ten. We have to trust in the Lord in times of darkness, for it is there that the greatest light shows. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. There's all sorts of incredible deals going on there right now using your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. In a time when we have to be very conscious about what we're using our dollars for as a vote, Mike Lindell has proven to be one of the great patriots and Christians of our time, continuing to use the strength of his company to enhance and empower patriot movements and things for liberty across this nation. So I'd encourage you to continue to support my pillow as much as possible. They tried to deliver 10,000 pillows to the truckers, but apparently. A pillow guy once again proved to be the greatest threat to national security, and they denied him access across the border. I guess we're going to have to start doing an adopt-a-pillow program or something for truckers. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards. The telephone number you can call if you want to speak to a Patriot pillow operator is 800-975-2939. 800-975-2939. Also, myfoundersbible.com. Your promo code is BARDS, thefoundersbible.com, promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, 20% off on the Founder's Bible. Founder's Bible is literally the Bible for our time, NASB 1995 edition, with our Founder's documents worked throughout the Scripture's texts. It's an incredible lesson in God's Word and how our Founding Fathers used Scripture as a living language. It's equally one of the finest teaching books you can have for homeschooling. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, Coffee.com. It's the coffee for the warriors of this time. It's a coffee of Bard's Nation. It's a coffee that's designed to give you that boost of energy and sustain that boost of energy all day long. On the site of ExpeditionCoffee.com, you'll also find other great products for your health that all work together in a health combined ecosystem. Those include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, Immune XP, which is a pine cone extract-based Immune booster with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a full nutrient-balanced mix that you take in water. Drink it once a day like a shake. And finally, Pure 47, which is probably one of the most important products to have in your health cabinet in this SARS-CoV-2 bioweapon, HIV, AIDS, whatever else you're going to throw at us. environment. Pure 47 is able to isolate many pathogens and enter your body. So check that out at Expedition, x p e d ExpeditionCoffee.com. Patriots, we're uh, in a time right now when we're seeing a, a very powerful shift across the world. The police today pressed hard in Canada. And as happens when evil presses hard into people that are there with good will, the police have been smeared across the world for their due diligence and obedience to their master, Lucifer. We're in a time right now when people are going to have to make hard decisions. And those decisions are going to define us. And those decisions will be placed in a center point of what our relationship is with God versus what our relationship is with the system of tyranny under which we live. This is a time right now when people are making decisions based on finances. They're making decisions based on their pensions. They're making decisions based on their mortgages. And there's a fundamental flaw in all of that, and it's simply this. God has unlimited wealth and unlimited anything. He's told us that he will provide all. But I don't think very many people trust in that. I really don't. People think very short term. They worry about what's going to happen tomorrow instead of what God's going to lead them to in their life. And in so doing, they make these decisions, like, well, I couldn't possibly leave my job because I'll lose my benefits, my pension, my health insurance. All of those things are things of man, and they're designed to trip you up. And so people make choices, not choices to follow God, but choices to follow the institutions of men. And it's a fatal, it's a fatal mistake, especially now, because... Right now, if we are truly to walk as we walk fearlessly in this world and understand that nothing will succumb us, then it doesn't matter what we lose or what we have. But unfortunately, what we keep doing is we keep trying to worry about what we have and we wait our decisions on that, not in the trust in God. Luke eighteen twenty-seven to 29 But he said, The things that are impossible with people are possible with God. Peter said, Behold, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. I think if there's one passage that encapsulates the moment we're in, that would be on the top 10 because it truly places in perspective of what we are truly doing here. It is a very unfortunate thing to see how many people in uniform have made the wrong decision. They've chosen their masters, and they've forgotten their oaths, and they've forgotten their purpose of being. In Canada today, we have seen an elderly woman trampled by a horse, we've seen a veteran beaten so bad that he's in critical care. We have seen people's motorhomes broken into with crowbars and drug out by force. We've seen a citizen journalist simply walking down the street and just arrested because he was filming the police. We've seen strong arm tactics to knock people out of the way taking control of the streets, telling people to leave. This is what tyranny looks like. I want you to hear this short clip. And it's a great discussion. This is one of these ideas. Again, the state media in, in CBC and CTV in Canada, they're all funded ultimately by the government. And they're out to try to prove one story. And that's what the progressive left does in its godless way, is it finds the one exception and tries to prove it to be the norm rather than realizing that it's just an exception. So listen to this as they think they've got somebody here that they can pin them down, in, and what happens is they get schooled. Take a listen.
1: The exact same views we're hearing from a lot of residents who so say they walk down the street they're harassed or they're physically assaulted and it's not everyone but we are hearing those stories personally i have been verbally harassed we did see some altercations with police when both sides were throwing punches how close were you to the front so point? right right absolutely there and i've been i've been with this right from the very beginning so again you know that right now as canadians uh, that we have uh right now you see checkpoints and you see things that are going uh, a lot of this is, as you know, and let's be honest, as it's, it's unlawful, it's unconstitutional. We have right to mobility, we have right to assembly, we have right to association. Everything that is being done here has been, as I've seen it, and I've been out here till 2 o'clock in the morning, early in the morning till my praying with people i'm sorry ma'am if that's that you're talking about an isolated case and unfortunately i pray in my heart and soul that you you have a heart and soul like the rest of us here and that you're giving people the truth and the truth is the majority there are always exceptions to rules i taught kids how to think critically exceptions and rules all the time, but that tell me, is tell me why. Police have been very open over the last few days yes. and telling individuals anybody who comes down is now part of an unlawful act, can face arrest and fines. Why did you decide to come down regardless of those warnings? Because it's incorrect. It's not unlawful. It's not unconstitutional. I just finished, finished saying to you, and you can check Brian Packford and you can just, no, you can definitely double check on that You're one. You're being a little condescending, I'm so we're going to stop the sorry, interview sorry, here, but uh, uh, we're just going to move forward. No, I'll throw it back to you, Marcia. Okay, Annie, Annie, thanks for that. Annie, thank you for that. Okay, uh, we're going to go to Evan, but just a second, because uh, Glenn McGregor, CTV's Glenn McGregor.
0: And you can hear how they are. This is all about a smear campaign to try to prove a way for the elites to try to solidify as many people as they can under their rule will be blinded from the truth. And the power of walking with the strength in Christ is that you can't be blinded. Because you don't default back to their silliness. You default back to that solidness that only Christ provides. I don't think there's ever been a time that we're in right now that is so critical and and so necessary to find that deep and intimate relationship with God. And while we are also very aware that this is a great move in Canada to awaken people. It's very important to understand that we are dealing with a totalitarian mentality that worships Lucifer, truly does. And all of its minions underneath it are deceived. I'm not suggesting that every police officer does, but they have become deceived and misguided in their choices. And in so doing, they have made choices in such a way that They're now taking a side. Now, today, Canada was exposed in a way that I don't think Canada ever has been. Perhaps the only other time is when they had a RCMP cop plant a bomb and claim it on Quebec nationalists. But again, it's the same principle. It's those in power that manipulate the narrative to control the people. And people get deceived because they place trust in a government that has never been, nor is it, of God. Canada's national anthem is almost like a prayer. Our, cons- our declaration of independence establishes God on the throne above us. We're convinced that we're two different people. We're divided by a fake border. We're one people. And the more that we press forward in that point to try to find healing between us rather than identify differences. And they, they, the elites and the media love to fan the flames of that. They do it through competitions. They do it through snide comments. The left tries to elevate. This is a very interesting one because the left has been elevating Canada for a long time as a great example of what socialized medicine looks like and all the wrongs and ills. In fact, I have a cousin who's gay who literally proclaimed political asylum in Canada because he said he was politically persecuted here in the States. Complete lie. But this is the sort of manipulation that the left does. And by the way, I think the only reason he went up there is because he could feel a little more comfortable in Montreal with his lover. But this is the sort of lies that that they manipulate And they do this, and they convince themselves it's okay. There is no moral base here. And our greatest, what we pose as a threat to them is that we're seeking to walk in a moral line. Right now, we are all walking in Joel 3.14, multitudes and multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And we have big decisions to make as people and as humanity. Canada's made a bold decision today, and it was a beautiful demonstration for the world. And that demonstration is very clear that they're choosing to be very blunt. They're choosing the ancient paths. They're choosing to step away from this provocative violence that the state is built upon, the intimidation tactics to try to get people to do things they don't want to do. Where we have to be careful on this, however, is not to deceive ourselves in such a way as to think that we're living in some sort of love and hugs era. And there's a lot of that New Age corruption going on. And I'm very I'm blunt here. So we have to find love and unity amongst ourselves, but we have to be very wary of this enemy in which we're facing. It certainly reminds me of Nehemiah 4.15 When our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half of my servants carried on the work while half of them held spears, the shields, the bows, and the breastplates. And the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. And as for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built while the trumpeters stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials of the rest of the people, the work too great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there, our God will fight for us. The great thing about that reminder is that it's a community that's supporting one another, each using their gifts and talents, but each very real and very understanding that they're in a state of war. We have been in a state of war. And though the tools of war may change some, Nonetheless, this state that we're confronting hasn't unleashed anything yet. Canada has been caught in a wonderful twist of events. Effectively, God's doing an amazing thing there by revealing its evil to the world as it was shown innocents were trampled and injured. And it hasn't settled well. And with the war between elites, they're like vipers with each other anyway. The mainstream media of Fox is attacking the other mainstream media, CTV and CBC, and we have this little infighting of the elite systems, each one trying to vie for the authority and the the loyalty of their audiences. We can give their authority or a, a loyalty to them to neither of them. Our loyalty goes to Christ, and their noise and as ever much we want to echo and celebrate. Oh my goodness, Tucker said this or Jesse Jesse. Waters said this, they're still part of the machine that at the end of the day is trying to suppress people. The real storytellers today were the ones that were on the ground. They were the ones that were standing on the front line talking to the police, trying to convince them to come across. No matter what happens of those engagements, those many of those police officers will be weakened. Their resolve will be reduced. And in time, hopefully, God will be able to work in their heart in such a way as to crack them open. God is moving in a big way right now. And we are in a time right now when the Great Awakening is now moving at a deep spiritual level with many. But We face a very ferocious enemy. And it's important not to live with idealisms that somehow just purely loving, purely loving is all that it's going to bring. I am in no way trying to put a downer on what happened today. But the reality is that the one thing that Canada has shown is that it understood the principles to me. It understood the principles of Nehemiah 4.15. There were those that were simply tending to the work of the front lines of talking to the police. Their sort of the spirit today was powerful. There were those that were building and making bricks There were those that were holding the wall. They were the watchers. And they were constantly supporting one another. They did a brilliant job. And it's a lot to learn from. Each one kept their sword girded on their hip. Today, their sword was the sword of the spirit. Tomorrow, it may become a sword of steel. One thing we all know and we all must face is the fact that We have to follow that line that God puts us on. We have to remember that biblical stories are a profound reminder of the deceit and evil in which God's children have faced over time. We are once again in the biblical stories. We are facing great evil. Don't ever forget that when those police officers are sitting there, what they're actually defending is an institution that seeks out to sacrifice children to its demonic gods. They're defending an institution that sees abortion as a necessary business to satisfy their demonic gods. They're protecting the institutions that have engineered a bioweapon to inject children to permanently damage them, screw up their immune systems, or leave people helplessly messed up for the rest of their life, or... Slaughter our elderly. They've chosen classes of people to target that are helpless or defenseless. This is who these men are protecting. And that's something that in the Great Awakening, we have to continue to seed. We can't force somebody to open their eyes any more than you can force a plant to grow in a garden. So the principle of seeding is a critical part of our delivery and weapon system right now. And you have to frame this in terms of war. The Bible is a story of many sagas. And it's so much about the struggles of war and overcoming. Don't ever forget the story of Esther, who sacrificed a great deal, put her life completely on the line to protect her people. The king could not withdraw the edict To have the Jews attacked, but he could introduce a new edict that allowed the Jews to arm themselves and defend themselves. And they did. We have a very sacred responsibility to the world in this nation, and that's to defend the kingdom. And we are here in this time, in this place for such an action like this because we were put here for this time and place. God did that. And when you think about it, because I read this often, it's like I never imagined being in this and doing this. No, you didn't. But God did. And that's why you're able to see it because he needs you. He trusts each one of us. So this is a very important time for us to be vigilant in our scriptures, vigilant with our relationship in God, and vigilant in our process of developing the warrior mindset. And I do not separate those, because I've said many times, the way I walk, I walk as Christ is the greatest warrior of our time. And if I'm seeking to understand how to be a great warrior, I turn to Christ. And I do that every day. There are times that the boldness of counsel is needed to challenge those in power. Christ went through the doors and into the Pharisees and challenged them in the chambers. We have, we're prevented from even getting into the chambers because if you do so much as that, they'll arrest you like they did in January 6th because those in power are f- afraid to be challenged by the people. They're weak. Our countries are not led by leaders. They're led by puppets. And in spite of there, there may be some that have good intentions, at the end of the day, they all succumb to greed and the narcotic of power. If you doubt that, ask yourself a simple question. Tell me a leader right now in the world who is calling out Justin Trudeau and condemning, not not after the re- event today, but before this, that condemned his actions of emergency use powers see now that there's been a bad incident now that a woman was trampled now that a veteran was beaten now that journalists have been marred now that parliament was suspended it's fashionable now to condemn the emergency powers act but just like that and and the parliament was, was suspended the parliament wasn't suspended. They were told not to come to work. So what the parliamentarians have told you in Canada is they can't do their job unless they're inside their temple. They easily could have gone online. They easily could have done a Zoom call. They easily could have had their entire meeting virtual. They've already done it. And they could have done their job to protect Canadian, the Canadian charter, but they didn't. Instead, they fainted to weakness they slurked away to the shadows because they all know who their master is and it's not the people and it's not God. These are true enemies of the people. Many have said that they've turned tail and they've ran. Well, I do have a response to that. It's Revelation eight. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable, and murderers, and immoral persons, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars. Their part will be in the take in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The first on that list are the cowardly. Those that knew better, but instead chose. To do nothing. Our obligation right now in this time is to stand boldly. We have to be the watchers on the wall. Ezekiel three, seventeen to twenty-one. Son of man, I have appointed a watchman to the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, You will surely die, and you do not warn him or speak to out to warn the wicked from his wicked way that he may live, the wicked man shall die in his iniquity and in his iniquity, but his blood will require be required at your hand. Yet if I tell you he have if I tell you have warned the wicked and he does not turn away from his wickedness or from the wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity but you have delivered yourself. Again, when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I place an obstacle before him, he will die since you have not warned him. He shall die in his sin, and his righteous deeds, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. However, if you have warned the righteous man, the righteous should not sin and he does not sin, he shall be surely live because he took warning and you have delivered yourself. We have an obligation now more than ever to be the watchmen, the watchers on the wall. And as we see what's going on in Canada, it's necessary now to use these instances to share that with people to help them start to see with their own eyes what is actually going on. What starts in Canada will become what goes on here. Don't fool yourself. This is not an isolated incident. They have selectively and very strategically over the last 10 years tried to destroy the borders and the cultures of most countries in Europe, and they have been very successful at it. They've used immigration. They've used the various mechanisms of the government overreach and little by little, they have degraded the power in Europe of the people and rested it in the hands of the few elites. But there's two bastions that still stand out as problematic. One is Canada. Its people have the absolute arrogance to think that they can, they can believe in God and stand up to these Luciferian elites. And we as Americans, to a large core of us, have the same belief. Our country is bigger, it's more complex, there's more complications, and we have equally more elderly that have been now succumbed to fear. But that's the one tool that the elite knew they could use effectively to break the nations and disarm them without firing a shot fear. And so they launched the war of fear against Canada and the United States. Australia broke. It fell to the trap, and now what's in Australia is questionable because over the years, this soft and easy peddling of taking away guns, the Australians succumbed to that. They took away their swords of steel, and they barely had any sword of the spirit left either. Canada's unique in that it still retains some of its swords of steel, and though its awakening, though it was lacking the relationship in God, before this awakening, Canada has been reclaiming its deep relationship with Father on a daily basis. That's God at work right there. We, on the other hand, the one nation that so many have looked to as the strong and bold, a, a nation with great power and might, a nation that has had great wealth, great promise, the promise of being the most free, we never had what we thought we had because so much of our nation had never developed a close relationship with Christ. Our own pastors begin to proclaim over the years, in the last 10 years, that we were a post-Christian nation. As I've mentioned before, I have no idea what that means, other than I guess God was supposedly taking a vacation. Our megachurches have long since sold out to dark money. So many of our churches around the country during this COVID crisis, as you will discover if you dig, were paid good bonuses by by pharmaceutical companies to encourage the vax, to encourage taking the shot, encourage t- putting on a mask. Small churches to large churches were offered tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars for their, for their operational needs as long as they agreed to promote the injection and promote the vax. Franklin Graham Ministries now has been learned to have been taking money and contract from the USAID. Let's be clear what that means. The USAID is a front agency for the CIA. And you don't get money from USAID unless you're on contract with USAID. And so, therefore, he was on contract to do his ministries under the direction of the CIA. our churches have fallen there's a few but many have fallen our pastors have been indoctrinated into a weak spineless type of pulpit work that talks about things that were closer to marshmallows and mushrooms than the mightiness of christ our pastors that started this nation were firebrands pastors that were making it clear that there is such a time that you have to pick up the sword of steel, that you do all you can as Christians to walk that line. But ultimately, tyranny will come knocking at your door. And if you do not stand up boldly and confront the tyranny with the mightiness of the sword of steel, it will crush you. And they understood that. And so now we are sitting at that same precipice. Canada has done an amazing thing to show the power of the sword of the spirit. But I know for a fact that there are many Canadians that now have put their sword girded on their hip. It's time for us as a nation to realize that that time is coming. It's an important perspective to have. We have to have the reason, the wisdom, and the relationship with God to walk fearlessly in this fight. And that's the army that we're raising up. And there will always be those out who will lead with prayer, as we saw with Jericho. But there is going to always be a need when you confront this evil to raise a sword of steel. It's unavoidable. Because an evil of this nature will not, will not stop. And there, are, there is evil in this nature that doesn't even fear God. It will have to be subdued. Today, fortunately for Canada, they didn't see much of that. But we did see some things that should shock you. A peaceful protest, without any incident, gave provo- provoked a response from the government to put tactical troops on the ground fully armed and kitted with full sidearms and automatic weapons to walk perimeter with silencers on those weapons and snipers on the rooftop. Those are Canadian citizens, citizens of a nation that were protected by, that were protected by a charter, a charter that was suspended by a single signature by a man, never questioned by the parliament, never demanded, never challenged by the military, never challenged by law enforcement. Everybody simply agreed they are the cowardly. And by Revelation 21, eight, all of those that did such acts will be the first to fall in the lake of fire. This is our commitment when we walk with God to have that righteousness and that flame of righteousness burning boldly within us. It's not anger. And you have to understand the difference between anger and righteousness, vengeance and righteousness. This is a holy war now. And that war has been declared. And this war is to crush churches. The pastor in Alberta that was just arrested while the Antifa kid that ran over, one of the protesters, gets off on bail, the pastor in in Alberta is being held without bail. That should paint the, more of the picture for you. This is a war of tyranny against God's children. And given enough rain, and it's already starting here, it is happening here. And they'll use the various mechanisms and tools that they do to try to incite conflict and hatred between the people. We have to spend this time right now working as hard as we can to build the bridges between each other, to open people's eyes, to lead them to truth, and hopefully they will drink. And hopefully they will drink from the trough of truth. But there comes a time when the lines are drawn where once again, like in Nehemiah, those who are Rebuilding the wall and those who carried the burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded on his side as he built. We're rapidly approaching that point, and it will be a necessary clarity to have in our heads. We seek very much the unity and peace with all. Because that's what sits in our heart first. And Christ was a powerful warrior of of healing and bridge building. But Christ also understood that there comes a time when you have to flip tables and take out the whip. We aren't there yet necessarily. But Canada pushed very close to that limit today. Not the people, but the government. And the act of war that was declared upon the people is unprecedented. A government that refused ever to sit down and talk to the truckers. A government that refused to openly turn down or shut down the mandates, instead giving promises that eventually they'll be phased out and turning around and lying anyway. The same government whose prime minister took a knee with BLM and Antifa. And our government is the same a government that has now declared that every patriot that speaks out against the injection, that's, that somehow suggests the truth and undermines people's confidence in the government's lying, is now considered a domestic terrorist, while Antifa burned down Minneapolis, burned down Portland, and many other cities around the country, and nothing was done. This is the tyranny that we face. And if anything Canada has done hopefully for much of the world is the soft, quiet Canada. The Canadians that love hockey and like a good scrum on the ice. The Canadians that used to love a double-double and a a bag of tin bits. The Canadians that were pretty easy going and always like, eh, how's it going? With a bit of Canadian whiskey maybe once in a while and some coffee that I'm not so fond of. (laughs) But I love them. Canadians that Live up in the northern part and want to be left alone just to be themselves. That country, that easygoing place with national health care that kind of worked and a system that was kind of cool with an army that only accounted for about 50,000 people nationwide that fought more ferociously than any soldiers I've ever been around. That Canada. All of a sudden, the world got to see that Canada overnight lose democracy, lose its representative government, watch its parliament shurry away, and watch elements of its military, its entire banking establishment, and its agents of child protective services begin to vulture in and attack and go after people that simply wanted one thing, to be free. The same people that sang the national anthem, they've prayed together, they've sang songs of Je- about Jesus today. Yeah, God's with them, and God's with all of us. But God doesn't tolerate fools. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. This he will also reap, Galatians 6-7. So patriots, this is an amazing time, a time to be alive, a time to be able to see clearly and a time to ready for war. The war is here. It's been here. It's just now more in the open. You can start to see truly what your enemy looks like. You can see the face and its form and its shape, its deceit, its mechanisms, its tools. And the more and closer that we walk in Christ, the more that their game becomes more clear. That puts the burden on us, not only to be the watchmen, but to be the guides. Because we have to guide the many. There are so many that are being shocked right now, waking up for the first time to realize that the governments that they thought that they could trust, the same ones that promised them that this pandemic would go away if they took one shot, two shots, a booster, and maybe another booster now. That same government that spent their taxpayer dollars to spin up their defense industries, to build tools that are now being used against them like LRAD. That same government that's been selling their weaponry around the world so that countries like Saudi Arabia can use American aircraft and American bombs to blow the hell out of the Yemenis. And now there's 2.5 Yemenis on the verge of starvation and nobody's saying a word. You see, It's not about the differences in our religion. It's first and foremost about God's children across this world. And the greatest engine of evil, sadly, is the United States. Don't be fooled. We have a lot of work to do to clean up our own house. And we have a lot of work to do to make sure to reinforce the Canadians' efforts because we're one, as we are one with Australia, as we are one with the many across this world that are suffering at the hands of the elite. Today was an important day. It marks a very significant day in the calendar of events of humankind. A nation held the line, but a nation began to ready itself for the next phase of war. That's all of us now, not just Canada. Because the enemy's on the march, and it doesn't like the fact that its slaves spoke up. The problem is they haven't quite understood something yet. We're not slaves. We're God's children. We're awake and we're coming. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for these days. So deeply blessed for all that we have and all that we see. Guide us, protect us, and lead us in all that we do. Give us the strength in these days to continue to walk. Head up, eyes forward, to never relent to this evil. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be strong, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent and always press into the fight. Our prayers are critical right now. More than ever, we have to keep ourselves solid on the rock of faith connected deeply in our relationship with God. God is with us he'll never forsake us all we have to do is trust in him God will win this but we have a purpose here in this time in this place for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
2: The space between us will stay the same resting on this faith When your soul answers cause far away to hide
3: from the rain